Welcome to What Are We Even Talking About? The podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called life. We're Melinda and Lindy and thank you for joining our conversation. Hello. Hi. Yeah, so today we're carrying on with our journey series and we're just gonna, I guess, do what we've been doing the past couple of weeks where we go through what we've kind of learnt this week and the topic that we're learning about and we're going to answer the same three questions that we do which is what we've learned how that's changed our perspective and one practical exercise or thing that we would I guess suggest others to do or whoever's listening mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I think I'll start with you I'll ask you okay then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what is it that you have been learning this week that you've learnt from the topic that you're kind of learning about or reading on? I guess. Um. So, I'm reading the book in Alchemy, um, by Zulma Rayo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called. I always say, is it called in Alchemy? The Path to Self Mastery. Every week. <laughs> I know. Literally, I'm like, is it called in Alchemy? <laughs> um yeah so in alchemy um and it's a book that talks about you know um going through the process learning how to it kind of clarified for me more this week I guess so something I've learned is that this is this is a process Mm -hmm. by which you are you know making it's like you're you're making your yourself become less dense like if we talk about frequencies, so I yeah. talked about it last week a little bit, and how like there's there's like lower frequencies and the dense frequencies that are more to do with like life that's just on earth, like just here, the very physical plane. And then there's things that you can't see, like other frequencies, like as you go on, like when it comes to like emotions, for example, the denser frequencies are more like the more we could you could call them negative, and then the lighter frequencies are the more um positive i guess but anyway the process of this alchemy is to move your matter like the body that you're in to become more um to become less dense so more receptive to light okay and um so what's something that i've been learning most more i guess um i learned it's something that i was touching on um, I feel like there's there's so much in this book. It's quite it's quite dense, um, but something that I've actually learned is when it comes to um, I'm learning the what can I say um, like the energetic the energetic bodies mm-hmm. of our bodies if that makes sense because in school you learn you know in science you learn biology right and yeah. then you learn like the organs of the body and all that and that's just very physical whereas this has got like other layers to you and I'm learning the three main um energy bodies of energy systems that we have so there's the chakras um the rays that I talked about and there's something yeah. else there's a third one there's a third one that I feel like I've missed mm. <laughs> yeah I can't remember what the third one is um but I feel like, yeah, I feel like I know. What is it? It's just a different, I think the other one is just a different, like, um, 
the different layers that we have, the different layers of like um, of bodies, the physical body being the most dense. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, let me try and think. Or something. What was I actually going to say? <laughs> this is just putting on the spot. What did I learn? Um, right, right, right. So I was going to say, this is something that I just said to you before we started recording, is that, yes, in learning about the chakras, um, I learned about the other chakras that are not really that common. And the ones that were not really common, commonly talked about are the ones on your hands and your feet. So okay, there's like yeah. one on each, like, I don't know if they're on your, the palms on your hands exactly, but they're on your hands and then your yeah. feet. And mm-hmm. then I didn't know that the chakras of your hands are connected to your heart like they literally are like it's almost like because the heart chakra is literally seems like the doorway to just like your your spirit self it's like the doorway to your spiritual life basically Mm. and it and it it reminds me a bit of like of of in the like pentecostal christian tradition where you Mm. accept christ into your heart and then you're born again into the spirit, into the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whenever it talks about the heart chakra in this book, it makes me, you know, it says how most people have a partly obscured heart chakra. Like really? most of us have a partly obscured heart chakra, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which seems kind of normal because I don't think, we, we don't really have that empathy and that love and all that. Like, you know, I mean, I know myself and we don't really have that. Um, I feel like if you just ask yourself, I don't know. I mean, everyone, everyone has their answer. You know what I mean, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah. But I just feel like the world would be so different. Like, you know, our interactions would be so different if we truly did love as we, as we think. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I love. Even my family members who I claim to love, like you, I don't, I don't truly love you because mm. there's things that I would do, there's ways that I'd be. And I think partly, if I'm going to blame you on an obscured heart chakra, do you know what I mean? It's just that, it's just it's just a state of awareness that we're in. Do you know what I mean? It's not to do with how I'm judging it. Like when I'm saying, oh, I don't love, I'm not actually judging myself like I am. But it's more like I'm just saying that like I'm in a state of, a, I'm, my my consciousness is, is in a state, certain place. Do you know what I mean? Okay, Which yeah. allows me to, the love that I love is at a certain level, is what I mean to say. Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't know. It's not like that. You know what I mean? I could love you with everything that I am, but it's just as I am right now. And there's a way. There's a there's a, there's a, there's other ways to be. Um, but anyway, I didn't know that the heart, the hands, the hand chakra was linked to the heart chakra, and it's just like wow, like that's amazing. Like it made me think about simple things, like you know, when you touch things and like the impact that you have. Mm-hmm. It's like this thing that we have in church in church, where it was like, okay, everything that you touch is blessed, and you know, I know in church a lot there's a lot of blessing when it comes to hands in the, the Christian tradition. Yeah, and yeah. I think in other, in just in other religions as well. And I yeah, realise that even hands, yeah. laying of the hands and even raising your hands up to heaven in worship, mm. I feel something like when you, when you do that, I feel like there's a physical something that happened because your hands are actually raised like, you know, to the, to the, the beyond you. Mm. And it just made it more, it explained like, the things that I've seen when it comes to like laying on of hands of healings I'm not the kind of person who did an explanation but it just gives you another insight into it and 
it was just pretty amazing. It made me think of things that like when you do things, like say when you're when you're serving other people, like for example, when you're cooking, mm-hmm. like I always say, like whenever someone cooks lovingly, you can always taste it. When yeah, and like that's true. I actually I'm like yeah because if like it's in your heart, you know, if someone wants to do something and they do it mm. with their hands, it's like you can actually feel it's a, it's got a different quality about it when they do it with love. Yeah, because it's literally direct, like literally, it's a reflection of your heart, like with your heart. So that made me think about that. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, that's so deep. And also, it talks about the feet and the chakras being on, you know, there being chakras on the feet and how when you are, like, when you walk somewhere, like, wherever your feet go, like, mm-hmm. you can bless that place. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, used to think of blessing as being very kind of like something that you verbalize. But, like, um, I've learned that you can just bless something just by walking into a place. Do you know what I mean? And that also is like something I saw, in, I've seen, you know, I think in church as well. And you see it in the Bible, I think when the apostles, like I think it was Paul, and I think yeah. that was to do with his shadow, but there was a time when like, when they first started doing like, their, like, um, their ministry of healing, he would walk past and people would be healed because like, his shadow would fall on them. But there's this sense of like, when you can walk into a place and the place is blessed, you know what I mean? You could walk through somewhere and you just bless the place by just by your present. It's not like yeah, a yeah. yeah, just by your feet, because your feet, it's that like energy, your feet, um, it talks about it's all about energy. Your feet transmit the bre- the blessing through energy, it's okay. energetic. Yeah. So it's not trying to say like, oh, you are the blessed, blah, blah. It's not trying to like it's it's something that we, we all have these these energy um points. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could all transmit positive energy, whatever, but and also this book, I saw, I've learned about, you know, the importance of the connection between what you do and your heart, the fact that you can walk somewhere and bless some 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 place because your feet have been there. And also there was one other thing I was talking about, or oh, blessing. This in, uh, There was this idea, not idea, but it talks about in the book how you can, um, because it's to do with energy, um, mm. it's like you can you don't have to touch someone to heal them. Like there's a laying on hands of the laying on of hands where you can right. heal someone that way, but yeah. healing, like changing someone. It talks about here in the book, it says chakras, um, like everything else. This is just a quote from the book. Chakras, like everything else are the result of intention and focus. So it's like mm. that intention can just be through thought because there's a bit where, mm, okay. um, literally I think, They've done this, but I heard this in church again because it was talking about prayer. So it was this, it was this like um, it, these tests, I guess, experiments that were done where it's like uh, one person, people were in, in different rooms. So like I think mm-hmm. I'm in this room and someone's in another room and then I can have like good thoughts or intentions. I don't know if it was to do with people or to do with something like water, but anyway, it showed how like your thoughts towards something could change it, could actually like have an impact on it. Mm-hmm. And that is to do with energy, like, when it comes to, like, this book, and it talks about how um, you can have, like, good intentions towards something. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to pray, you want healing for someone, yeah. like, your thoughts of healing can transmit, like, th- that person can be receptive to those thoughts because it's energetic. It's energetic. But, again, it's to do with that change comes through your intention and your focus, which is which is um, one way of doing that is prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that made me like also realize again, like I said, like I do believe in prayer, but you know, when this thing, 
when reading something like this that like, gives you another aspect towards it like you're yeah. realizing that it's the, it's the influence of energy um there's something else here hold on there was something that i read here that was quite good and it was it was saying here that um to do with what i was talking about like t- having you know touching things and walking somewhere and blessing it mm-hmm. blessing places it says here that everyone's touch even everyone's footsteps imprint energy upon living things therefore everyone is a potential healer because everyone is a battery a conduit for energetic frequencies so i always like i was i like the idea like i've for a while i've always said like i want to be a a free-flowing conduit like i don't want to be obstructed Mm -hmm. like one of my life's missions is to be a free-flowing conduit um and it just says here, like, yeah, because everyone is a battery, because we talk about having, like, energy fields and being, like, the electromagnetic field. So we are literally are batteries, and we can, yeah. like, transmit en- transmit energy. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting, like, that idea that we can imprint energy upon everything. But then it made me think about knowing me. I end up thinking about, like, um, creepy stuff. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I was, reading, <laughs> I was reading this on the bus, and then I was like you know the boss was moving down the street obviously and then someone had left their door open i was like, oh my gosh like anyone can if anyone can just trust me energy with their footsteps like you know who can walk you have to be careful about who you invite in your house oh gosh <laughs> but you know i, I don't that's think it's true it's... though isn't it when you think about it yeah yeah there is that aspect but then of course that's like a fair perspective because obviously mm-hmm. there's the you know it's like what your energy you also have the energy to um transmit good um yeah. it was something like there was this thing where it was like there's a point where it says um she says here like by the fact that i am in alignment with the forces of light so if someone's like you know got that energy mm-hmm. got is vibrating at that energy when someone comes through the door they will be affected by the, the vibrations of light and it's true like people you know people there's people who do carry that energy do you know what i mean it's like yeah um you're able to affect other people without you doing anything you know what I mean? You're not exactly like putting your hands out and healing everyone, but people can, You again, you've heard stories of that where people get healed just by walking past yeah. someone because it's all like vibrational energy. Vibrational, yeah. Yeah. And um, it basically, I mean, yeah, that's what I was really learning. And it went on through um, to talk about different kind of like visualizations and meditations about different things, um, which I think I'll go on if it goes on to the next question. Um, that you're going to ask me but yeah mainly I've learned about how um how basically we can just transmit energy without uh, like unconsciously through walking mm. in places like I feel like that's powerful because I always thought like if I go somewhere if someone says oh you know you can bless this place I feel I'd have to say something yeah yeah but it's just like you're very action of walking there you've already transmitted a certain energy <laughs> just be yeah but basically. you yeah you've transmitted an energy so it's it's, it's quite interesting when you think you think about like you want to be transmitting good energy to be honest oh yeah definitely <laughs> well you want to try to i guess yeah. <laughs> yes okay, that's yeah. what i learned. okay that was a lot to unpack but um yeah so how has that um changed your perspective um it changed my perspective i think i touched on it already you did in the yeah. sense that you know blessing is we are living batteries we are conduits of energy um so this energy transference is not just to do with speaking it's like something as simple as walking 
with you know something as simple as just being and doing things mm-hmm. I can make you something to eat I can give you something I just hand you something and I've transmitted you know I can transmit a blessing that way so it made me my perception has shifted and just I don't know I guess it's just like in the idea of what I am it's like I'm thinking of myself as this transmitter of of of, <laughs> of light I guess yeah, yeah. that's nice actually sounds nice a transmitter of light Um, yeah yeah, so was there anything kind of practical that you would like advise someone to do um that you kind of learned or tried out um I think something that I tried out was actually a little meditation there's a there's different types of meditations in this book um a lot to do with visualizing but Mm. you know after you know reading a bit about the different energy centers in the body and chakras um the writer goes on to talk about different ways to to ground your body um mm. so as just i don't know it's it's almost like a it says here integration of light within our body starts with our relationship integration of light which means you know letting our bodies become more filled with light mm-hmm. it starts with how our body relates to actually the physical world okay. that's what this book is quite uh it talks a lot about like you know, the master practice, which is like the staple practice. Mm. It was, I think it, it, it starts and ends with grounding. So it's like, you're not just trying to like get into like higher states. Do you know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. kind of like lose yourself there. It always talks about the importance of the physical as well. But anyway, it says the first step to doing this is grounding yourself. And, um, there's one there's 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 different techniques and different meditations to like practice grounding but one that i found very simple that you can do um and it was given as an example for if you're like if you're not able to get up or whatever you're if you're restricted physically mm-hmm. maybe you can use this one um because there's another one where it's like to do with ground with that like, you can squat and um squat. there's other <laughs> Yeah, it's like a squatting position. There's other basically in these traditions that this book is borrowing from. You can ground yourself by standing. You don't always have to be sitting. So you could mm. be standing, and quite a lot of the time, it it could be in different stances. Like for example, the martial arts, they have different like stances where it's actually quite grounding. But anyway, this one is called um, like a silver cord. It's not mm. called the silver cord, but it's called a cord of visualization. And I tried it, and it's and it's like quite short. And it's quite simple as well. And I just felt, I felt the effect of it quite immediately, but it is something practical and something that someone can do. I'm just going to like read it quickly. Um, But it's a way of, um, yeah, it's a way of just grounding. And it says here, it says it's a, it's a fairly standard grounding procedure in the West. And what you do is you, you imagine um, basically a tail coming from your collar, from your tailbone, from your collarbone, you you imagine that your your tailbone is is like got a it sounds so weird saying it out loud um has like a tail protruding from it right so just imagine that your so you've got a tail and you're sitting down and you've got a tail and it's extending from you um right. not sure about but imagine that it's an imagine that it's an extension of the central energy within the body itself so just imagine that you're it's like you're releasing this cord mm. and then you basically imagine this cord emerging from your tailbone and it extends to the core of the planet so sometimes it's hard with these alchemy exercises because 
it asks you to imagine like the core of the earth a lot of imagery like, yeah a lot of imagery mm. yes so it probably it doesn't work for everyone but anyway so imagine this this um cord you know going down into the core of the planet and then you imagine the the core of the planet being like radiant and golden mm. but then at its heart it's got like a crystal like heart center which has kind of got like a soft pink glow okay, okay. so imagine you've released the you're extending a, a cord from yourself to the center of the earth mm-hmm. um and the center of the earth has a soft pink glow like a heart like a glowing heart okay and so what you do is you draw sustenance from the from the earth's core imagine it like the way a child does from a mother so you're you're taking up sustenance from the earth's heart and then you you feel the light rising up the cord and imagine feel it like nourishing you nourishing every part of your every atom mm-hmm. and then as you you just imagine like points of light points of light in your atoms in your body and then you just imagine that your body just like grows you know increases in light mm. um and as you're increasing in light so does the the body of the earth it's almost like you're growing in lum- in in luminosity mm-hmm. and also it says here like so does the body of the earth and then you just feel yourself being anchored and then you just it just says rest in that feeling literally okay. that's all it is it's just you feeling connected um extending down to the earth drawing sustenance and then literally like imagine yourself glowing brighter and brighter and resting in it and yeah that's that's something i tried and i did feel it i felt like that um like a raising i don't know a raising of vibration mm. inside of me so yeah and i thought it was very simple um and yeah it <laughs> I, just, I tried it a bit now i think it depends what kind of person you are like i feel like you would find mm. it easier cuz you're more of a visualization person but for mm-hmm. me it didn't feel like quite hard mm-hmm. cuz i i don't find it very easy to like visualize like, i really have to concentrate um mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> i i think that this is quite a visual one and a lot of and so far that i've read are to do yeah. with visualization but there is one that might be better for someone who doesn't want to do all that visualization mm. um and is this i'm thinking i'm trying to find out yeah this is a grounding one as well and it was to do more with whole, it's called the horse posture and you um okay basically um how do how do you stand it's almost like it's like you're on top of a horse so your legs are apart slightly yeah. squatting and then you you do it you hold that pose until you feel kind of like your lower abdomen basically uh you know feeling you feel it being um what could i say i don't know if it's tightening or you feel it basically you feel the energy your mm-hmm. low abdomen, your leg should be shaking at that point. And then you keep holding that stance until you feel like a surge of energy. Okay. Um, and then uh, what, what happens next here? Okay, you, you imagine that you, I'm not going to go into it, but it's like you imagine that your, that your, your feet are the base of a triangle. And at the point of the, the top end of the triangle is that your, um, is it your solar plexus? Let me check. <laughs> yeah, so the top of the triangle is your solar plexus. But then right. again, there's visualization because you're imagining. Yeah, the I was going to say. 
But then you the thing is, I was gonna say this is quite it's combined with the physical yeah, nature yeah, yeah. of your leg shaking, your abdomen being tight. So I feel as if at that point you maybe it might even be easier to do you know what I mean? There's a mixture of the physical and the visualization. Yeah. So it might yeah. be a bit easier. But I feel like in all of the practice there is the visualization of aspect of it. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. I feel like with your book it's very visual like mental and things like that mm. um but yeah no it, that that one was still good like you can still do it and I think with anything it takes practice and you'll get better at it yeah. etc even yeah. if it's not something that you're used to or inclined to but I think it's still good to do practices that you're not inclined to because you want to ex- expand your being isn't it anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I think that would be my practical something practical for you to for, for anyone listening um to do is just to um ground yourself into the ground yourself by using that technique of the of the cord yeah yeah okay yeah, so that's you done um <laughs> yeah i hope that helped it was a, a ramble but i'm gonna ask you now yeah um you're reading the language your body speaks yes um, I see am. i actually know your book i even know it by edith meredith like i, I find it easy to remember wow. your book I remember oh, my own. That's so um, strange. <laughs> well, I did read your book. I did start reading your book before. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. And I feel like my one confuses me because it seems to have two titles. It's like the inner. It's like. Oh, like the subtitle. I mean? Yeah, so the title and the subtitle. Mm. You know. But anyway, what have you been learning? Yeah, so that's the book that I'm reading. Um, it does have a subtitle, which is like self healing with energy medicine. But we'll stick oh. with the lan- language your body speaks. Um, and so, yeah, I usually I try and do a chapter every week, but this week I had quite a big chapter. So I just kind of got halfway through. But the chapter that I started reading this week was chapter four, which is called Speak, um, Speak Your Body's Language. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of follows on from the previous chapter where it's like exploring different ways to, I guess, try and understand how your individual body communicates and so it starts off talking about how we already our body already communicates like with energy instinctively and so this whole this whole journey is about us learning what that language is what that communication is um individually because it's different for every single person and so in this chapter she talks about how um without kind of like a baseline of like baseline of vocabulary vocabulary to um where it's like almost impossible to be able to participate with your body and learn and kind of communicate back and understand what you know what is trying to communicate so you've got to just start off just like a baby starts off with like single words to like kind of communicate like okay I want to I want to be lifted up a a baby might just say up you know and that has like kind of many meanings so in the same way it's like you have to start off with like a baseline so that's that kind of follows on from the exercises that I talked about last week which was like going through the different senses to kind of try and figure out what what your body's trying to say um and so she talks about touch mainly at the beginning of this chapter and how that's important for our creature self so you know how I talked about the three selves and one of them, yeah. the first one was the earth elemental self, which is like your physical, like your creature kind of being. Um, and then you've got like the um, talking self, which is like your mental, your mind. Um, and then you've got the, 
trying to remember the higher self one which is kind of more like your soul your spirit um so in this chapter she was talking about touch and how that's important for our creature self and she said it's kind of like our body's primary communication device and so it's it's there from when you're a child you know it's kind of that it's that instinctive commu- communication that we don't really learn like la- like spoken language I guess um and she was talking about how like it's, it's difficult nowadays because obviously we live in a kind of like especially now after the pa- panorama I'm gonna say panorama because we have so many names for it now mm-hmm. but um <laughs> and we live in a kind of touch phobic society where it's like you know it's not easy to touch people even myself I mean I'm not really someone who's very touchy-feely as a person but I mean it like I don't know it's kind of a thing like even I don't know in workspaces I think we only really touch people that we know we're comfortable with so like family and close close friends but it's not like we're constantly touching people do you know what I mean and I think she also mentions that like um touch has been kind of distorted because it's kind of linked to like sexual touch and things like that but like just a simple innocent touch that like babies crave and like young children crave it kind of we don't have that same I don't know how to word it but it's not the same when you're an adult you can't really just be you know the way kids kind of play with each other it's not the same as an adult you know it's very much like okay you can't can't touch and I, I guess different cultures are different you have some cultures where it's very normal to like kiss on the cheeks and like hug and all this people are very touchy-feely because I've I met different kind of people you know and different cultures I think they interact differently but I think it's more so in the west that we're kind of like you don't really touch and it's very much like yeah I don't know it's distorted because it's like some touch can seem sexual and really it's not it could be an innocent touch but you know someone might interpret it that way um which is it's kind of is counterintuitive to our our natural creature self which kind of craves touch you know that's how we communicate that's how healing works and things like that so there was a, a section in the chapter where she which is called healing hands so it just it just has some like I'm kind of going forward to like the practical bit because it was I think after like I got through chapter one and two that like the chapters give a lot of like practical things to do and like try out things um but she yeah she, I feel like mine one of those as well yeah it's like much. very very practical like trying things out um but I think what she always kind of emphasizes in the book and she emphasizes it again like I think in every chapter it's pretty much like to let creativity and like intuition like guide you whenever you're trying any exercises and not to there is no like like I've said before there's no like one two three step it's like you just try see how your body reacts you know she gives a few exercises so I'm just going to carry on talking about what I learned though so it's just mainly talking about touch and how that's how we that's our primary communication um and then I did I did actually learn about um a form of touch communication I I, I watched a video on YouTube actually because she mentioned it in the book it's called Meridian Tapping I've heard about it before so I was like okay let me just go see like delve a bit more into it so I watched a brief like video um which was talking about nine points the nine points of um tapping so there's like the first one is like on your the side of your hand so you know like if you're gonna karate chop something it's like the side of your hand so you can tap there and then the second point is on your the starting point of your eyebrow so like where the hair starts like that's the second point and then the third point to tap is your temple so just on the side of your eye and then the fourth is under your eye 
and then under your nose and then the crease in between your chin and your lip and then your mm-hmm. collarbone and then under your arm like just below your underarm and then the top of your head mm. and I tried it out and I was like oh this is actually it was quite nice because I think I'm I, I think I mentioned this last week where I was saying that like there is different ways of um listening to how your body responds to things and I think I respond more to like um sensitivity like touch and things like that so things like tapping I realize it's something I actually do already um Mm -hmm. but I didn't really realize like if I feel pain somewhere or if I just feel a bit like um anxious or something I I tend to like tap myself or touch myself so I realize that's something that I already my body already likes to communicate in that way rather than you know then how do what do you mean you tap yourself like how do you do so I'm someone that like say that again is it unconscious that you're just tapping like yeah it's something that's unconscious that I realize that I do do like if I've got a headache I tend to tap my head like just on my forehead where you like I don't know people say your third eye is just there um so it's and even when I have like a migraine I, I usually tap my temples anyway I think it's something that I've picked up at as well but it's something that I like to do in like it's not something I had to try and um it was easy for me to implement, if that makes sense. Like, it was more instinctive than, like, okay, let me... Than other ways that she mentions in the book where it's, like, you might want to visualise colours and sounds and things mm. like that. That's kind of something that's always... I've always kind of responded to more, I guess. Um, so I enjoyed trying that. It made me feel calmer after doing it. Um, mm. And I've I've done it before when I feel anxious or, like, I don't know, I don't know, I have an interview or something like that. I tend to do that. That helps. Um, so that was interesting, the tapping thing. I think it's linked to like pressure points and things like that, which again is like, I guess you could say, I feel like pressure points and chakras are the same thing, but I don't, I can't really say whether that's true or not, but it seems to have to be linked to I the think same they kind are. Of spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they use them in acupuncture, in, acup- in acupuncture, acupuncture does, does use pressure points, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It does. Yeah. And in the book that I'm reading, it, talks about you know acupuncture uses the different like the all the other you know chakra points yeah yeah so I feel like um but another thing that she talks about in the chapter which I've learned I'm continuing to learn and it's something that I keep repeating is that although you can like learn different um kind of pathways of energy medicine like the meridian tapping it's important to like create your own Um, your own kind of vocabulary I guess so because it's linked more it has more meaning I guess because even though this is a technique that I found online and I don't know it might be tested it might come from ancient practices or whatever it's important to learn what what works for you so to come out with ways with sounds with images or whatever helps you and I think that's the journey that this kind of book goes on and you as a reader or as a listener would be going on as you go through this process of learning about energy and what your body is trying to tell you is that like you're trying to find something that works for you as an individual so even though for example the tapping might I might find that really nice it's like I could tap other areas of my body that respond more possibly do you know what I mean it's kind of trying to be creative and like go with go where I guess I don't know just go with the flow or where where your body is kind of taking you instead of kind of trying to use that like knowledge of okay this is what I've learned in the videos this is how I'm going to do it just like that do you know what I mean you could tap mm-hmm. a knee maybe and that probably could make you feel calmer so I think that's like the number one thing that I've I think I've been learning since we've started the journey to be fair 
Mm. It's like it's individual. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of that. Not a lot, especially in your book, I think. But it is, you get the sense that it's individual. But that kind of makes it a bit like, oh, gosh, no. It's that. Yeah, that because <laughs> it's like, just tell me the answer. Like, just tell yeah. me what I do. Like, nope, you're still going to, you know, make your own way. <laughs> and I think when it does lead you to yourself, you know yeah. that it's more of the truth because you still got to find your own truth because these things that these people have done they've they've obviously learned from other traditions but they've mm. made their own so. mm. yeah that's the thing and I, I th- even though it's like oh yeah that means it feels like oh you've got to do more work but then at the same time I think it's more liberating then because there's no, no there's no wrong there's no right and wrong do you know what I mean like you mm. could do anything you want you could make all the sounds you want but <laughs> I think mm. Um, another thing to remember is that there's different types of touching as well so there's like the tapping the stroking there's kneading they could be tracing shapes because she gave an example of how she calms herself and she like could make heart shapes on her wrist or something that calms her down I was like okay I never thought of that but you could trace shapes that maybe you find calming and there's like pulling pressing if it's I think it's like even when people get massages you know that that's a different way of touch but it's like you can massage your well, I don't know your hands or whatever makes you feel good because I think I've done that before as well where I like massage my feet and that actually mm. helps me like feel better as well so I think it's just it's just expanding your mind to think of all the ways that you could you know use this one tool to mm. to mm. I guess dis- discover and unlock what um, well-being is to to you or healing or whatever you want to call it but um another thing that I was learning that I didn't I was just kind of touched on because it was the second half of the chapter was when um she starts talking about um like imagining your body like cabinets like the different I don't know how to word this but the different energy um different energy points I guess like cabinets so like how because she started talking about like when you have um blocked energies and she was like imagine it like cabinets and like you're trying to unlock like find the key to unlock the blocked energies in that and she was saying that like usually um it's linked to like your your immune system like imagine it like your body's gatekeeper i guess and sometimes what it does to protect the body or as a reaction to something is that it closes down a whole area of your of your energy field and that's when it feels like you've got blocked energies or when it manifests as like chronic health issues and or an injured area or something like that or a tightness or muscle tension and so she calls this like locking the cabinet of wonders because she's like imagine your body as a storage place for creative expression of your soul in the physical dimension imagine your body sorry say that again she says imagine your body as a storage place for the creative expressions of your soul in the physical dimension so when these storage places get locked down it's like your creative juices and everyday functions just can't flow and mm. so she gives an an exercise like imagine like um, if you've had a, a chronic issue or it's in a certain area. So she an example she gives is like your pelvic your pelvic bowl, which is where you have obviously your first chakra, first and second chakras in that area. And let's say it's um it's like blocked for some re- reason or you have something going on there. So she's like visualize kind of and this is the part where it has some visualization. So you have to visualize like you're trying to unlock the cabinet. So she gives, she's like, you. she makes it physical as well because it's like you can use your hands to imagine like you're actually opening the cabinet, the two doors of the cabinet, like mm-hmm. you're inside of the cabinet and you're mm-hmm. trying to come out. Um, so that was quite, I guess I, I find it helpful when it, the visualization is linked to the body in that way 
mm-hmm. where it's like I'm imagining something opening up that that I found that quite useful even though I don't like the visualization exercises but mm-hmm. <laughs> that one was yeah. good I, tr- I tried that one um, and that one was okay. really good um, mm-hmm. but yeah sorry I've kind of like touched on all the questions a little bit like what I've learned and then the kind of practical things but um what was what was the um how's your perspective shifted I think this week yeah so my protect my perspective is it's weird because it's not even like it's change full stop it's like it's changing um and it's just carrying on it's continuing to change um so how it's changed is that I guess I feel like as I go through the weeks, like I'm becoming more like more present, I want to say, like in the day to day moments, I'll be like, okay, if I feel it's weird, like even if I just feel like hungry, it's time to eat. I'll I'll try and like kind of assess that more like, okay, is that hunger? Is it in my gut? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just I'm looking at how my body is responding on a normal day to day basis, but like differently. You know what I mean? Um, because obviously there's hunger, then there's like, sometimes you're just hungry with your eyes. So it's like just mm-hmm. making those kind of distinctions. And then if I feel any kind of stress or pain, I'm, I'm finding, I'm finding, I, I'm finding that I'm more, I guess, proactive mm-hmm. with like trying to um, interpret. Yeah. It's like, I'm more proactive in the sense that I'm trying to interpret what my body's trying to say. Whereas before mm. I would have just been like, okay, I'm feeling pain. Like I, I wouldn't, I really liked the fact that she had mentioned that like whenever you have like some sort of symptom, it's like a messenger trying to tell you something. So now I'm like approaching that like, okay, what's the interpretation of this thing that's happening? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just a continual changing of perspective, I guess. But mm. yeah, it's, I don't know. It's really interesting because it's like it's like when we first started the ball was kind of rolling and I feel like it's kind of accelerating and it's like you know I don't know how to describe Mm. it to be fair but (laughs) that's what Mm. it feels like yeah Yeah. it's like you almost can't like even though I was a bit worried like oh you know we're just doing this we're doing this because obviously we're doing the podcast so it keeps us accountable I was worried that like after we're we're done like I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't still I don't know still do the exercises but I feel like once your perspective change, you can't really go back. <laughs> mm. So I think... Yeah, like if it does truly change, then yeah, you will act differently somehow. Yeah, like you can't really go back. Even if, let's say, you don't keep up the practical exercises, like your perspective is changed anyway. So I think that's mm-hmm. still a positive to take, uh, like, for this journey anyway. So, yeah. That's, what that's is one... Pra- what is... um. Yeah, what is one practical thing that you think um, someone listening would be able to do this week? Um, So one practical thing I would say would be um, the little exercise that I read in the portion where she was talking about healing hands. Um, So she was talking about... um, So one practical thing you could do is like, you know, when people rub their hands together and then they leave about like two inches or something and they can you can even feel like usually tend to feel like heat or tingling or something like that and mm-hmm. then to use your hands to place it on like wherever you, you feel called cool to on your body and just to see mm-hmm. how again it's very like just see how your hand your like body responds to that you know and then mm-hmm. move it around to different areas you can try the different types of touching which was like tapping stroking um kneading pulsing you know tracing shapes and just see like how your body responds to that whether it feels nice 
and she tends to say that like there's no amount there's no amount of time like you should, she doesn't she doesn't say do it for two minutes five minutes it's kind of like you'll get a sense of when your body feels like a release of energy or something like that yeah. or some sort of satisf- satisfaction from it so yeah. I guess that's a simple exercise to try out and see kind of how what communication you can kind of sense from your body from that yeah mm-hmm. or the other one would be another practical thing was the tapping that I kind of looked up further looked up on which was the meridian tapping which was just tapping those nine points um and another thing that I liked in that video um that I watched um was as you tap you can say like you can kind of to get rid of energy you can say that okay um even though I'm feeling maybe stressed right now from something um I still love and accept myself as you're tapping those areas so it could be stress from work uh, a deadline or I don't know a headache whatever but you just it's just kind of like affirming yourself as you're doing it so it's like a releasing that energy and kind of I guess how you would say it's like transmuting it into something good I still love and accept myself so yeah those two exercises I found really useful yeah I definitely think the rubbing of hands and just placing whatever you call that's very I think that's very doable mm, mm, that's yeah cool. yeah okay yeah, yeah. That's, what I that's pretty much our start for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it. yeah. I I, I actually really enjoy this chapter because it was just I don't know. I think I just I like trying the practical things out. I think I'm getting better at it. When I first started, I was kind of like oh, I feel so stupid doing this because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not natural, not what I'm used to, I guess. But now I'm getting into it. It's more enjoyable. Yeah, so, I think yeah. there's there's a quality of like just. It's almost like playing, and it's not like what, yeah. what it's like explore, exploring, mm. learning mm. through with your hands. It's like it's it's actually like it sounds long, even to me. It's just like I'd rather just like sit and read in my comfortable <laughs> place. But it's like when you do it, it's part of playing. And I feel like as as an adult, you don't really have the opportunity. Like I don't know, we don't make the opportunity to to play. Like what does play look like? Mm. Um, apart from like maybe just doing hobbies and like if you go out. Yeah. But like just actual just like exploring, you know, like getting to know yourself, like your actual body, mm-hmm. um, in a way that will actually help you to manage it, like is actually really, really cool. Like it's another yeah. way of being creative, really. It's just calling us to be creative and childlike and open as well. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. It's been a good one. It was good. Um I hope you guys enjoyed it and you continue to join us on this journey. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.